It was five years ago that we talked to Debbie Story, the retired AT&T executive who took an interim job heading up uh, the AT&T Performing Arts Center, president and CEO. Five years later, she's they're finally letting her go and go back into retirement, I guess, anyway. Debbie Story's had uh, a storied five years and joined us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. It's great to be with so you. So you guys, I remember you, so you guys were looking for a replacement CEO. You'd been on the board. You came in and said, well, okay, I'll run this, you know, for a while while we're looking. I know you had a tough time finding somebody. And then the world stopped spinning when when COVID hit, and it looked like you guys might lose the whole thing down there. Yeah, yeah. well, we, you know, we weren't alone, just like every other performing arts center in the country. Um, nobody knew if we were going to survive, and uh, nobody knew how we were going to survive. We started this COVID thing thinking it was going to be a few months of shutdown, and um, and it you know turned into a few years, which is something none of us anticipated and none of us were prepared for. So it was a, a whole new world for all of us figuring out how to navigate through that. But it's a remarkable world down there. I mean, there's actually pulling off a performing arts center. You know what? You know what I was reminded of the other day? The other day, Boeing announced they were going to relocate from Chicago to Washington, D.C. area. And I remember at the time, Boeing looked like they were going to come here. And then one of the reasons they gave for not coming here, and I think the, 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 the quiet reason was, is Chicago, their executives wanted a vibrant, you know, urban area, and, and Dallas didn't have it. And I, I think that was really the catalyst for finally getting off the schneid and putting the arts, arts the whole project together. I think it really was the final catalyst. The city had been doing some studies and had understood that it was that it would uh, that bringing the arts together into a area of downtown would drive economic development, but they hadn't yet been willing to pull the trigger and pull it off. And the Boeing story really was the final catalyst that that had them understand that until and unless Dallas built a vibrant arts district downtown we weren't going to be able to drive the economic and cultural development in that air in that forgotten really um, underserved area of downtown. You know, it really but, is unique when you think about, I mean, that, and then, you know, Clyde Warren, which standing alone, I guess would have been successful maybe, but, but then you're surrounded by multifamily and, and condominiums and Craig Hall building a hotel down there and, and Lucy Billingsley with her, you know, her, her, uh, multi her uh, office building down there and the, and, and the restaurants and it really is quite remarkable synergy it is a remarkable synergy and one of the things i learned very distinctly during covid you know i was on the call every single week with my peers the the 35 largest performing arts centers around the actually in north america so canada and the united states and there is no one no other performing arts center that is a part of a phenomenal vibrant arts district like this. This is the largest contiguous arts district in the United States. And it is a prime example of what happens when you take art into a community. Uh, development absolutely always follows. And it's, it has been a remarkable story. It's remarkable to you know, live here where we live and, and see what has resulted from all of this, you know, from the uh, bringing the arts districts together, right. the vision. It's a, it was really a 30 year vision that this city has. And, and when the Dallas, when the AT&T Performing Arts Center was completed, it was really the completion of that 30 year vision. You know, we, we, you talk to somebody around here about the, the arts district and they think, oh yeah, well, there's the symphony and then there's the opera. 
that's down there in, in uh, the Dallas Theater Center. But the fact is, there are a jillion organizations that use those venues down there. Oh, I mean, the uh, Black Dance and, and, and uh, the, the Arts Magnet. Uh, how many, do you not have any sense of how many organizations there are? Oh, gosh, I wish I knew. But, you know, the Dallas Arts District isn't just the arts organizations and cultural organizations that are part of the district. It does include, as you said, Booker T. It includes the churches. It includes the businesses in this area. So everyone in this area is a part of contributing to the this vital part of the community, this Dallas Arts District. You know, one of the, I mean, I'm looking at, at your achievements. I mean, just, just getting the place through COVID, you know, it was a remarkable achievement. And and but but also there was this this marriage of of Broadway Dallas the the summer musicals that was sort of brought into the fold finally with you know the great productions that are being done you know out of the arts district and and you had I mean we had sort of warring arts factions in, in this community for a long time. These two organizations had considered each other rivals and competitors for so long and. Um, you know, with uh, with new leadership comes new ideas and new perspectives. And Ken Novice and I both had the idea that these two organizations should work together and that the city and the community would be better served if we were partners as opposed to competitors. And it certainly has proved to be true. It's one of the things I am most proud of. And I think Ken Novice would say the same thing. We are so proud of this partnership. Bringing, bringing these two organizations together in a groundbreaking way, something that had been tried before and never been achieved. You know, keeping this group together is, you know, remarkable. Um, but I, my sense is this isn't going to be an ongoing struggle. I mean, the arts always have this struggle. They never seem to be self-sufficient. You can't do it. And there's, they're always subject to economic downturns like we may be entering right now. So what do you look for? What have you guys been looking for in a success for, for the last five years? And, and what have you got? Uh, well, what we've got is exactly what we've been looking for. So Warren Tranquata comes from the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. So we were looking for someone who had experience in the arts, not necessarily running a performing arts center, but we knew it would be preferable to have someone who had the experience of having worked in the performing arts, because it is it is unique and it's very complex. Running a performing arts center is much more complex than just running a venue. Um, so what we have in Warren is someone with an exceptional educational background. He has a consulting background. Um, he then had a heart for nonprofits. So he started his own consulting firm focused on nonprofits. He was consulting with the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, fell in love with it. And when a CFO job opened up there, he applied for it, was hired, and then became the COO. So for 13 years, he's been the chief operating officer for the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. But we were not just looking for someone with the right credentials. We were looking for someone with the right heart and the right leadership skills and philosophy. And Warren is all of that in one package. He is passionate about serving the community. You know, so again, this is what we didn't want was someone 
who had an ego and said, I want to make this thing in my image. What Warren wants to do is what we have tried to do over the last several years, which is serve the community through education programs, by making art more affordable and more accessible to more, more people across North Texas. But, and, and he's got that. But what you brought to this, and just at the right time, because the, the financial footing was not that sound. I mean, the, the bricks and mortar were there, but the financial underpinnings were not, were not really there, is you brought a business background. And the arts yes. are the arts, and, you know, there's, there's always an asterisk. But the fact is, I mean, this is a real big business. Yeah, you're exactly right. And um, and I that's exactly what I brought is a business perspective, a business lens. And you have to be careful. I realized very quickly that when you come from a business background, you can't just impose all of the business structure and processes and rigor on an innovative entrepreneurial arts organization or you'll choke it. And so there's a very delicate balance of putting the right processes and infrastructure and structure and discipline in place while not choking the creativity or slowing down the process. This is a fast moving business, but um, yeah, I'm very proud of that. And I, I, this staff that I have to tell you, this staff is the best in the business. This is a dream team and they know how to run this thing as a business and still deliver world-class art to the, people of north texas so so what's left I, I, you know we look at at the plant there and it's so impressive and, and there's not a lot of real estate left so no nope. so what's left to do so we the things that are left are also the things that warren is passionate about so we all are so confident that he's going to continue to fulfill our mission but our mission is to be a, a true gathering place for the community we have gone a long way down that road now even during and post covid um, we we probably even doubled down on that mission because we opened up our campus during covid to local arts organizations who didn't have any other place to perform but what's left is continued activation of the campus. We want more free and um, low ticket price activities so that people can come, you know, that are open to the public and free. And um, we're activating the campus a lot now, but much more of that to come in the future. Expansion of our education and our community programs, taking more out, more art out into the community, serving the people who don't have an opportunity or haven't yet had an opportunity to come into downtown Dallas, into the Dallas Arts District. And then, um, you know, what's one of the things that's left that's important is, you know, the entire industry has realized that we weren't capitalized to hand to be able to handle a sudden downturn of business, or, you know, and a, a disruption in the business that we've all endured. So the entire industry understands that there's a need to, um, to, to, really restructure our um, and build a reserves so that if this ever happens again, we can't count. We were all very fortunate to have this government funding um, that um, that came out of this the Save Our Stages bill. Um, we can't count on that in the future. We have to be able to survive a disruption in our business on our own. And so that's going to be an important part of uh, further strengthening the financials as we go forward. But we've achieved a balanced budget. We have no deficit and we have a foundation that is incredible on which we can grow in the future. Do more good in the community, serve the community yeah. in, you know, through art and education. I would hope that, that this serves as, it has served as a magnet for that 
other, you know, the development that we talked about, the multifamily and, and the condominiums and the hotels, there's more construction that's due over there on the other side of Ross that they're talking about. Yep. And and maybe, you know, the legacy will be that it's a 365-day uh, facility that's used all the time. Uh, remarkable job. And... Um, Five years. <laughs> I know you hadn't planned on this. <laughs> in, in, enjoy the retirement. I hope it lasts longer than the last one did. Thank you, David. You know, lots of people say I haven't seen you fail at anything except retirement, <laughs> but I'm determined to get it right this time. Debbie Story is president and CEO of the AT&T Performing Arts Center, at least for another couple of weeks. Thanks for the time. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.